Cash down, little devil, don't go. Devil, don't go, I'll make my home. Cash down, little devil, don't go. Devil, don't go, I'll make my home. Hello there. You are listening to the Quarter to Three down Games podcast for early November 2015. My name is Tom Chick, and my game of the week is not... Barbie and her sister's puppy rescue. Uh, mm, mm, mm. And I am Jason McMaster. My game of the week is not, uh, I don't know, uh, D- Divinity. The original Divinity or Divinity Original Sin? Divinity Re- Original Sin Enhanced Edition? You got you got to be specific here, McMaster. The candy. <laughs> uh, no, uh, <laughs> the, the whatever, the, the original. All right. And this is Nick Diamond. My game of the week is not Star Wars Galaxies. Wow. Oh, the, wait. Is that the. I, I, I confuse all my Star Wars games. Is that the MMO? Oh, God. Don't tell Raph. No, that's the uh, Galaxies, the, the semi paradox turn based RTS y thing. Oh, from way back when? Yeah. Wow, Nick reaching back. All right. <laughs> By the way, Nick, thanks for It's awesome to have you here. Uh, by the way, if, if, if folks listening probably know this, Nick uh, does a bunch of news for us on the front page, and it's always nice to get to talk to him. Uh, but before we get to that, I just want to, uh, as some of you know, I'm recording from here in California. Uh, I don't know if this has made the national news. It, it probably has, I suspect. So you probably know this, uh, but we have a very dire climate situation here. Um, and I appreciate you for keeping us in your thoughts and prayers. Uh, I'm actually okay. You know, we had an overnight temperature last night. It went down to 49 degrees. Oh, my God. I know. I mean, do you know how close that is to actual freezing temperature, McMaster? Like, like water I've heard. freezes at, at something like 32 degrees or something, thereabouts. Uh, and can you imagine what that would do to the human body? I mean, I don't, I don't I, know. I but can't. It, it can't be good, you know. It's right crazy. now in the house where I live, inside, I'm not talking about outdoors, inside... It is 65 degrees. It's untenable. Oh yeah, I don't know. How can you take it? The governor hasn't declared a state of emergency yet. I don't know why they're dragging their feet. Uh, it probably has to do with, like, you know, partisan politics. But uh, just so folks know, I'm okay. I'm wearing – I'm actually having to wear socks. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> I feel a little sick to my stomach just thinking about yeah. how, how much you're giving up. It's a sacrifice, on- really. It really is difficult, yeah, but I'm, I'm pulling through. I'm okay. Like I said, just keep us in your thoughts and prayers. Uh, so far, I'm okay. Uh, while we're on the subject of bad news, uh, I don't know if – well, not many folks heard this podcast, but I had a great podcast last week, a fantastic conversation with the folks at Introversion. Uh, Mark Morris and Chris DeLay are two of the founders of this this indie company that would that would one of the original like indies they were around before that was even a word and they're actually still around they're an enduring company they did a game called uplink about hackers they did defcon about nuclear war mm-hmm. they did a, a darwinia and multiwinia this kind of real-time cyber world uh strategy game uh and they recently did prison architect which i love so i sat down and i talked with them about prison architect for an hour or so and it was awesome uh, amongst the things we talked about, I brought up in my review some sort of quasi-political commentary that I thought was in the game uh, about for-profit prisons and the 
the tension between rehabilitation and punishment. Uh, and so I, I asked them about some of these political angles and if they intended to put them in the game, how they felt about it. Their, their response was basically like, no, we didn't really want to make any points about that. It just made for a better game, uh, which I thought was hilarious as I thought they were being all – uh, well, they, they were I, like I was reading into it all this political stuff that says more about me than them. I, I think. Oh yeah, whatever, hippie. <laughs> Basically, yeah, and we also uh, talked about our favorite prison movies. Oh. <laughs> Can you guys guess? Aged Heat. Wait, what? Whoa, well, you're very good, McMaster. Obviously, though, you haven't seen Escape Plan yet with uh, Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, oh. But you can imagine. It, you guys guess, like, what is, when you ask someone their favorite prison movie, what do you think is going to come up nine times out of ten? Does either of you Shawshank have any Shawshank Redemption. Exactly, McMaster. Yeah. And that's that's what they both picked. I was a little disappointed, but you know what? Fair, fair enough. Uh, so at any rate, I had this great conversation uh, to post as a podcast. Uh, I recorded it a little early, so I just kept the recording on my desktop and even renamed it, like, a Prison Architect Podcast. Uh, so... I don't know if you guys are like me, but sometimes when I'm at my computer and I'm waiting for stuff to download or, you know, I'm uploading something or I'm, like, installing something, you're just, like, it's dead time at your computer. You'll sort of sit at your desktop and you'll just, like, tidy it up a little bit, like, organize the little sure, sometimes, icons. Yeah. And, yeah, and if you have any, sure. like, folder files that you've dragged out on there just to, you know, you just throw them in the recycle bin when you're done with it because you want a tidy <laughs> desktop. Uh so because I do a lot of like movie podcast recordings, a lot of times I've just got stray MP3s sitting on my desktop, and it's kind of unsightly. So I dragged them all into my recycle bin. I was waiting on something to download, probably Call of Duty Black Ops 3, or like the preload or something. I'm just sitting there watching it. You see those little crumpled up papers in your recycle bin too, and you feel the need every now and then to just right-click. Empty and... the shit out of it. Yeah. Exactly, right. You don't need that little crumpled paper. Like, it's always more sightly to have the little clear, empty recycle bin icon, right? So I'm just sitting there, and I empty it. Great. Oh. Super tidy <laughs> desktop. Awesome. A couple days later, I go back and like, you know, oh, I gotta uh, post the, the Prison Architect podcast. Couldn't find it anywhere. I looked in all the folders I might have put it on, and it wasn't like I literally was like looking around for a half hour before I thought, you know, I think that was on the desktop when I cleaned it out. Let me go get it out of the recycle bin. Oh, no, the recycle bin is emptied. So the long and the short of it is I'm <laughs> and this great introversion conversation I had is now uh, lost forever. You guys will just have to take my word for it. That, that it would have been awesome. So. I, I mean, it's not even technical failure this time. <laughs> It is basically user error, yeah. I will, I will oh, do yes. that, McMaster. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, but, but so. to be fair to you, it's their fault for making the crumpled paper so annoying to look at. I, you know, so many problems that I have, I can trace to Microsoft. Absolutely, Nick. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Nick, I just want you to mention. Uh, uh, so sometimes when when there is uh, bad news or at least declining news, companies will then say, well, we're not going to talk about that anymore. You just mentioned two instances of this that I want you to bring up. What? Who is not talking about specific numbers anymore, Nick? Well, that would be Activision Blizzard is no longer going to talk about subscriber numbers for World of Warcraft. Could those and be going down, maybe? Like, yeah, what, what's up with that? <laughs> well, 
that's probably got a little bit to do with the fact that they're at their nine-year subscriber number low. Um, the last number they reported, uh, and that was on Tuesday, was 5.5 million, which, I mean, it's a lot for most yeah. MMOs. Um, but for World of Warcraft, it's going back about nine, ten years. It's what, what's terrible. their? Do you know their high point? Their all-time like high point of subscribers wasn't it at something like ten or twelve million at some point or no? Uh, no, it was uh, it was actually closer to fourteen million, and it was yeah. during um, uh, oh, That's what's the expansion with the ice bad guy prince? Right, I don't know. Wrath of the Lich King. Yes, that's the one. Yep. Uh, I believe his name is isn't it like Arjuna or something like that, McMaster? Like you know, the World of Warcraft. What is it? <laughs> Arthas. Yeah, that's what I just said. What are you talking? About? Yeah, I got it right. Okay, Arthur. It's yeah. great. <laughs> right, he's a drunk. He's a lovable drunk. Holy he goes, shit! He, he's in love be... with Liza Minnelli. Right. Yeah. That would have been the best possible World of Warcraft expansion ever. What's funny well, is they like, like to get caught between <laughs> Azeroth and you know. I, I think there are a lot of like twenty somethings that would have no idea what I was talking about unless I said, "Oh, it's it's Russell Brandt is a lovable drunk," because you know that was the Arthur remake. That so. that would be the closest, yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, of course. I mean, there's no reason to remember that, right? Yeah, of course you did. Right. Yeah. Uh, so Nick, who else is not wanting to talk about numbers? Well, the other uh, the other company that is no longer going to give us uh, numbers is Microsoft. They are declining to share Xbox hardware numbers from now on, and they used to. They they consistently have done so every quarterly report. Mm-hmm. Um, according to Microsoft, uh, hardware numbers don't tell the full picture. Yeah, come uh, on, really? Yeah, why <laughs> do we want to talk about that? There are way better things to talk about. Like what, Nick? Like what should Microsoft talk about instead? Um, well, maybe they could talk about how the PlayStation 4 is ever widening the gap between their Microsoft hardware. No, let's not bring that up, Nick. Let's really nah. – that's just, that's just mudslinging. That's like that's like pulling a Donald Trump on the conversation. Nah. So what Why they don't say we talk is, about – yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Instead, they'd like to talk about uh, Xbox Live engagements. Oh, that's um, probably doing very well. Yeah, what does yeah. that even mean? Yeah, it's it's up 6%. Whatever that means. <laughs> uh, McMaster, you have an Xbox One, don't you? Yeah. Huh. McMaster, do you have a, a PlayStation 4? Yeah. Oh, you do? Oh. Well, wait a minute. Yeah. Why do you play stuff on your Xbox One, you dork? I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> for some reason, I'm I thought glad we you had were... this conversation. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, I thought you were always playing stuff on, getting stuff on like the Xbox One, so you couldn't play with with all of us who have PS4s. Oh no, no! Don't you remember in Metal Gear, you kept threatening to come and murder me in my sleep oh, right. or something like that? That's right. Because you know? that's not. Wait, is that not on the Xbox One? Oh, it's it on probably the Xbox. is, but I mean, you, I don't think we could murder each other in the. You Good know. point. Good point. Well, I have one thing to say about this news, and that is, haha. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going on at Microsoft. Uh, that their their hardware is much worse this generation, and they they went with the freaking stupid TV integration crap. Which... It is kind of it's partly. I mean, there's this delicious Schadenfreude with watching all of that stuff just sort of faceplant on the marketplace, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, I guess, and like, but also, I mean, it's like I don't feel that good for Sony. It's not like they're over there being awesome dudes or anything. They they're, they're still assholes. 
<laughs> Wait, what's up? I thought Sony. They are our current favorite assholes. Okay, know? fair so, enough. Right. right. So it's like, I mean, they just, I mean, they, they had to do that though. Like Sony doesn't have Microsoft Office to fall back on or Windows. You know? Sony's got a little bit of nothing going for them. Wait, right what now. are you talking about? They have like TV sets and and and. Oh, what? the worst <laughs> TV sets and the. Yeah, they're the horrible. Vita. Oh my god. They, yeah, they sold everything basically, except for their horrible TV division. I think they even don't they even have laptops that people can buy. Like, isn't it not anymore? Huh, okay. mm, they no. ended the Vio a few years back because it was like really bad <laughs> and expensive. Uh, right, uh, my favorite combination: <laughs> horrible and expensive. Uh, does either of you plan on playing Fallout Four on a console? Yeah, no. I'm going to do it on both. All right. Well, Nick and I are going to be on a PC if that's okay with you, McMaster. Oh yeah, it's fine. It's just like what I usually do is, and I play the hell out of all of their games, um, specifically the Fallout ones. Um, I'm much more into Fallout than uh, the Elder Scrolls, but like uh, I like to play the play it first on the console. Uh, usually, just because I like to kind of turn up the sound, crazy sound system, and like sit there and just really experience it. But then, like by the time I'm ready to play it on the PC, it's usually gone on sale, and then there's a bunch of good mods out. Right. So you know you gotta go crazy. Uh, Nick, are you as uh, I know you? I don't know if you were making fun of us in email, but are you as super overly hyped about Fallout Four as me and McMaster, or are you more reasonable and rational about this whole thing? No, I'm actually super hyped about it. <laughs> and you're not being facetious, because sometimes I no. can't tell. You're not okay. No, no, I am super jazzed about Fallout. I, I played Does the Stusser heck out even of... like this one? I mean, like... I, yeah, I don't know, because like that would be something else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, Nick, why are you then? Because, because for oh, me, my irrational hope is that I know nothing about it. Like I'm doing a whole press blackout thing. I I was super in love with like Fallout New Vegas. I was spending a lot of time with that earlier this year. Uh, so I just know nothing about Fallout Four. So therefore, <clears throat> my my imagination is filling in all the blanks. Everything about Fallout Four is going to be totally new and revolutionary. You, and awesome. you know where it's set. No, though. shut up, shut up. I don't even want to you hear. honestly <laughs> don't know where it's uh, I don't think I know it's not California, but I think uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like I know nothing about it. I'm I'm impressed. Uh, well, but without telling you where it is, it it's probably the most excited I've been about a Fallout setting ever. So well, I'm because I'm of where it is. Like what is that? Yeah. Matter? Yeah. Okay. So right, yeah. Well, we'll we'll have more talk of this later. But Nick, why are you excited? Because you are. You're normally a fairly level-headed guy. I can I can't imagine you getting as carried away as me and McMaster. What's got you excited about it? Oh, I'm just I I, I am really I, this is sort of a, a dorky thing to be excited about, but I am really interested in seeing how they integrate their Bethesda Net system. I don't even know. I know what that, that is. sounds what like the heck's... worst thing ever. It does. Yeah, yeah, I don't want it. I don't want to sign. Do I have to sign up for Bethesda Net now? What is I that? Yeah, I think so. You know, I might have done that for Evil Within, so I might be set. I'm not sure. Yeah, if I, you had I, to do it for Evil Within, then I probably did as well. <laughs> so, so what? What is it, Nick? That you're not like thinking that that's a liability, rather that you're not thinking that you're thinking that's an asset rather than a liability. Ooh, I don't know if it's going to be an asset or a liability. It might be a horrible liability. It might oh. turn out like you play. Oh God. 
I don't know. (laughs) But I I mean, Bethesda's very jazzed about it, and they, you know, really talk about it a lot. uh, Oh, they do. They're they're playing this up. They're not like being sheepish about. Oh no, our own online thing. It's going to be your community-driven hub into the worlds of Fallout and Doom and everything else they've got going from now on. So, Nick, can I then use this to see how much of a higher level I am in Fallout 4 than McMaster? I bet you can. Uh, I bet it's going to be like yeah, Social my. Club. I bet that's what it's going to be like, the Social Club. Oh, wouldn't that be great? If it uh, if it turned out like the EA racing games where it constantly feeds up in the top corner, hey, McMaster shot three more mutants than you. Well, that's God, never going to happen. That would be the best thing in the world. <laughs> it's never going to happen. I mean, McMaster oh, might come oh, within a couple hundred years. It's going to happen immediately. Not a big film, McMaster. Uh, by the way, speaking of Uplay, McMaster, what level are you in Uplay? Oh, I don't know, man. At this point, huh. I've played like a thousand Uplay games, and I, I I got a lot of points to cash in, but I just don't care. Well, McMaster, I'm level 24 in Uplay. I'm guessing you're probably not even level 10. But I'm being generous. Well, maybe you're, maybe you're probably in not. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not a badass. I'm about to ding level 25, just so you know. So if you get to 24 tonight. <laughs> You're like actively watching it? Like, is there – you've well, got it, like a alert set up? It, well, so as you might know, anytime you play an Ubisoft game, you have to open Uplay. So it, <laughs> it, it shoves itself into your face before you go into the actual game. Uh, and I've been spending a lot of time in a game called Anno 2205. So every mm-hmm. time I boot it up, Uplay comes up and tells me, hey, you're level 24. Uh so, yeah, oh, I'm, look at I'm, that! I'm I'm ahead of you. Wait, what are you, what are you talking about, Nick? No, you're not. Uh, I'm level 25 in Uplay. I'm sorry, did I say 24? I meant 26. I think <laughs> I, I was confusing the numbers there. Are you it's really, all, Nick? Yeah, I just pulled it up to check. I'm like, wait a minute. Oh yeah, 25. From what? You haven't been playing Anno, have you? Because no, that, I, that I have not. No. <laughs> that's a huge time sink. Like that. That probably is responsible for 14 of my 24 levels. Yeah, well, I'm gonna go. Or it's, it's probably I mean, yeah, a, a lot of uh, Assassin's Creed. Are you playing Victory, by the way, the London one, the Cockney thing, or the English? I thing? have not started playing that. Okay. Yeah, me either. I want to. <laughs> I, it's a tough time of year to slide, like I I'm not gonna just like I just I literally haven't had time to even just like boot it up and look at it. So I I kind of feel bad for it because I I think it's not awful, um, right? Like it's getting good buzz, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, sure. It, it is getting yeah better, better, uh, uh, better comments anyway. Yeah. Then Assassin's Creed Unity, which to be fair isn't saying much, but at least they've got that going for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. So uh, also, uh, have you guys preloaded Call of Duty Black Ops Three yet? Negatory. I'm not getting it this year. I have. And Nick, did you notice it's something like 68 gigabytes? It's like, gigantic. Yeah, yeah. Sweet Jesus. I actually, and this is terrible, I had to uninstall Grand Theft Auto V. <gasps> I know. Uh, Nick, what's the intriguing rumor about Call Out uh, about Call of Duty that uh, that you mentioned <laughs> recently? <laughs> well, I'm glad that instead of Far Cry, I said Fallout, and you just said Call Out. <laughs> We're a little obsessed at this point. I know, right? <laughs> um, what was I? Oh, uh, so Call of Duty, the the rumor. Um, 
And it's from uh, it's from a source that's actually gotten stuff about Call of Duty right. Um, now I wondered about this because you you mentioned you're super careful, and I really appreciate that about like when something is a rumor, when it's substantiated. You don't just splash stuff up. I mean, you're not Kotakoing it. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> so what what can you say about where this rumor comes from before you tell us what the rumor is? Uh, so the person that is uh, claiming to be repeating um, what he's been told um, from insiders at Treyarch is that uh, this person has gotten a kind of early scoops uh, on other Call of Duty uh, things in the past, specifically with Treyarch. So uh, Do you know, I don't. Is this like is this an employee or is this like an inside source or is this a journalist who's getting? Do you know? Or does that person uh, even not self-identify as one or the other? This is someone that's kind of big in the Call of Duty community. Okay. So I think it's someone who's been invited over to do like in-house testing and you know that sort of thing. Right. Um, and so he's got contacts. Um, he talks to people. Uh, so at this point, he's the only person saying this. Uh, so it's pretty big news if it's the case. Right. Truckload of salt truckload yeah, when you it's, listen it's to a, a big change from their approach so far and so what what is this this rumor nick yeah yeah so the rumor is that this time around they're going to do two seasons of dlc and push back the next call of duty to 2017 basically meaning instead of sort of pounding the franchise into the ground with a yearly release maybe they're scaling it back to a, a would that be a bi-yearly release like every two years right yeah right, yeah that's, yeah and that's... part of that comes from uh part of that comes from activision actually did talk about uh in their earnings call this the same call where they were talking about the blizzard numbers that they're not going to talk about anymore <laughs> um they actually talked about uh it, so call of duty black ops 2 is still like their number one Call of Duty game. It's it's the one that's consistently still played. It's the one that pleases the fans the most. Um, and they still have, and I think they said, 12 million unique plays monthly of yeah. Call of Duty Black Ops 2. That's like those crazy Counter-Strike numbers. Like you're like, who's still playing Counter-Strike? But but kind of with the Call of Duty franchise, yeah. Right. And it's definitely not PC. If you, if you look at the PC numbers, which you can... Um, you know, through various Steam uh, applications, um, it's not that high. It's maybe a couple hundred thousand uh, a month. But um, those numbers would seem to match up with the console sales that they had. So, yeah, it's conceivable. And I wonder, too, how much uh, the uh, – like, for instance, when, Call of Duty, when Black Ops 3 comes out – I imagine there's going to be this bifurcation between last-gen players and current-gen players that Black Ops 2 doesn't really have to deal with. Like, everyone playing Black Ops 2... Actually, is Black Ops 2 available for the Xbox One and PS4? Uh, it is not, but it yeah. is the... It, it, again, <laughs> this is this goes to the popularity of it. It's the number one requested game for backwards compatibility on ah. Xbox One. <laughs> is, it not, so. is it not currently on the list? Do you know? Um, it is not on the list. Oh, that's hilarious. Nice work, Microsoft. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, yeah. let's, be, let's be realistic about the way Call of Duty has worked for quite some time now. You know, uh, what's it's the original guys that, did, you know, did Modern Warfare and all that. Inf uh, Infinity Ward? 
You know, they they did, you know, Modern Warfare 2 was great and everything, but basically as soon as Treyarch started started coming into it pretty hard, they started taking over, honestly, in the way the multiplayer went. Like, if you really look at it, because it was, what, Black Ops and Black Ops 2, but they also, you know, had a couple of World War 2 ones, etc., that did pretty well. So, like, I I don't know, I it's it's not that surprising to see them not... You know, especially after Infinity Ward kind of left, you know. Right. McMaster, why are you sitting out this one? Because I'm kind of uh, – one of the things I really admire about the, the Call of Duty releases is that you basically get three games, one of which I kind of don't care about, but the other two I'm always curious about. You get a single-player campaign. You get the online multiplayer, yeah. which actually, to be fair, usually has some component of co-op. Actually, that's kind of separate. That's the third thing is whatever co-op it is. In this case, it's another uh, zombie. Which uh, I'm pretty yeah. much exhausted by. Really? Because uh, I don't care about the online multiplayer because I suck at it. Uh, but I am curious to see, you know, what do they do with the campaign? It's always kind of just mindless man-shoot stuff, which I can enjoy. And I never get sick of shooting zombies or having some sort of co-op play. So I'm looking forward to those two aspects of Black Ops 3. But McMaster, these just bounce off of you. You don't care. Yeah, no, and I'll tell you why. Every freaking year, <laughs> I buy that damn game. Right. And you, you and I play like twice. Right. And I, I shoot then, you several times, and you get discouraged. Is that what you were going to say? Well, no. I mean, because no. I, I mean, I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I am quite the first-person shooter player. Uh, but um, I just I can't keep up with the the kids and and the people that play like all the time. Uh, so it just kind of loses its appeal to me really quickly right because that is a huge component of it is that online competitive multiplayer stuff yeah right i mean that's the part like yeah i'll play through the story a little bit but that's the part like i actually enjoy because i mean there's a reason those guys are are you know so popular i mean that this is a really well made game like specifically the multiplayer is like really excellent so it's you know it's it's fun but it's god it's you know, I just I can't do it like uh, I used to could. Like Nick, I, of those three things that come in the box, which ones are you excited about? I'm excited about the fourth thing that you didn't even mention. Oh, wait a minute. What could that be? Seriously? Four. That would be the campaign co-op. Oh, I think of that as the campaign. But no, okay, good point. Because that wasn't in the last release, was it? No, it was not. Right. Okay, so what – I I guess I oh, didn't that's realize this. Cool. So you can play the campaign cooperatively, and I can basically have McMaster like carrying my ammo or something. Oh, Is that how it works? Oh God, work? I'm certainly not I, getting I, this game so, now. Yeah. Yeah. No, if there's they, a so, shot of me having to do that. <laughs> Actual chance of that. So if you remember uh, Black Ops Two, um, Treyarch kind of deviated from the formula a little bit and had uh, they were sort of side missions. Uh-huh. That if if you remember them, they were sort of horde mode kind of side missions. Oh yeah, I do. Right, right, yeah. Um, and you could choose to do them in any order, and then jump back into the actual oh, yeah. you know, campaign, and then whatever you won from that level would sort of integrate. I mean, kind of clumsily into the campaign. So what they're doing this time is uh, supposedly it's seamlessly integrated into the campaign. Now it's just part of the storyline and you'll come to these missions and uh but this time you'll have your buddy online buddy with you and you can go through these kind of optional missions along with the main campaign oh because i'm yeah well there you go i'm totally sold on a fourth thing master don't you feel silly for sitting this one out now 
Well, uh, three days later, <laughs> Fallout 4 comes out. <laughs> and it, there is a very narrow window, isn't there, to, to get <laughs> yeah, in your I, Call of Duty Black Ops. Six, 60 bucks for three days. That's $20 a day. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> yeah, but thankfully the campaigns are usually pretty short, so you can just barrel through oh. it and then get to Fallout. <laughs> right. That's what I'm hoping to do, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll just stick that money up my ass, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking, it's interesting you mentioned that. Speaking of uh, Activision and uh, wasteful use of money, uh, I've been playing a fair amount of Skylanders Supercharged. Oh, which I, of course. McMaster, I, I have to point out, this is not just for kids. This has leveling up. It's like an action oh. RPG, okay? Sure. Uh and besides, I really needed something to watch the taste of Disney Infinity 3.0 out of my mouth. <laughs> right when I was about to start leveling Princess Peach. Or, uh... Oh, by the way, I got a new uh, – Dis- uh, to, to Disney's credit, they're still sending me, like, product, which normally, like, if I write a mean review, I'm a lot of companies are just like, oh, we're not talking to you anymore, and they don't respond to emails or whatever. Uh, Disney is still sending me little uh, Disney Infinity figures. So, McMaster – Today I got one, which is a little naked boy. I mean, he's got a loincloth uh, on. I don't, uh, he's, he's from he's from the Good Dinosaur, the next Pixar movie. Oh, uh, is it, oh, sure he is. So, McMaster, I need you to level him up. I don't know what abilities or powers he has. I think he can like eat dirt or something. So, I'm going to need you to play him. Oh, uh, sweet. Let's get him to level twenty. Uh, all right. So, I have speaking of uh, Skylanders and Activision, I have a quiz for you guys. Oh no. Oh. Uh, Nick. Now, uh, Nick, you have kids, but are they aren't they a little too old for Skylanders, or am I misremembering how old your kids are? Tom, who is too old for Skylanders? Thank you, Nick. That's the right. <laughs> but Master, why can't you be more like Nick? Hey, I have Skylanders. I just I I couldn't follow, man. I couldn't keep up. So uh, I guess Nick, what I'm wondering is that a thing in your household? No. Okay, that's good because I don't know. I, McMaster also hasn't kept up. I didn't want you to have an unfair advantage in this quiz. It's important that this quiz be fair and balanced, um, because there there are huge prizes at stake here. I haven't decided Ooh. what they are yet, but once somebody wins, I will then decide what the prizes are. So, this quiz, I'm going to give each of you three names. One of those names is actually a Skylander. Two of those names are fake. You, from those three names, have to pick out the actual Skylander. Wow. You guys ready for this? Yeah. Yes. Penis all Ripper. Right. Wait, no, don't, don't, don't spoil it. You might have picked okay. one. Don't, don't right, pre-pick. Right. No pre-choosing. McMaster, we're starting with you. Okay. I'm going to give you three names. You tell me which one is a real Skylander. Okay. Bumble Bomb, Bomb Blast, or Stink Bomb? Bumble Bomb. <laughs> Nope, Stink Bomb, a real Skylander. Oh, damn. Okay, McMaster, <laughs> hold on. That's one point you didn't get. I'm just going to... You know, McMaster, I'm just going to write down how many points you don't get. That might be easier. Oh, okay. Okay, McMaster didn't get one point. All right, Nick, ready? Here you go. I'm giving you three names. Derriere, oh, Deja my. Vu, or Je Ne Sais Quoi. One of those is a real Skylander. Derriere, Deja Vu, or Je Ne Sais Quoi. Uh, Deja Vu. Nick gets a point. Very good. Well, that nice. was an easy one. Well, Who's come on, McMaster. It was in another language. Yeah, totally, McMaster. That was French. I mean, Nick, is your first language French or English? It's yeah, English, yeah, of course. Je ne sais quoi. Yeah, that's going to go over well with children. Okay, well, McMaster, let's see how you do with this one. Ready? All right, all right. Because right. this is totally – okay. Stump, smash, 
Smash Stomp or Stomp Romp? Smash Stomp? Nope, sorry. Stump Smash is the real one. That's another point uh, you didn't get. Sorry. Okay, that's good. All right, Nick, here you go. All right. V- Voodoo, Magic Guy. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Voodoo, Magic <laughs> Guy, or Wizard Fellow? Oh, boy. <laughs> See, now that's more of a fair question. Uh, By the way, let me explain, just because this is kind of important. Voodoo would be spelled V-O-O-D-O-O-D. So it's not like Voo and then D-U-D-E. So Voodoo, Magic Guy, or Wizard Fellow. Oh, boy. It's Activision, right? We're it's Activision. Activision. It's it's uh it's not Toys for Bob. Who's it? It's Vicarious Visions. It's one of their. Uh, I don't know if they're an internal studio. Toys for Bob is, but uh, yeah, it's Activision. So I, I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with the one that sounds vaguely unintentionally racist. Voodoo. Absolutely, Nick. You have two points. Nick, you're batting yes. uh, whatever in the baseball parlance is. You're batting that number that means you're doing perfectly. Touchdowns. Uh, exactly, McMaster. Here you go. Here's three. Chill. Chillax or Coolio? Chillax? Nope, chill is the real one. Sorry, McMaster, another point you didn't get. All right, Nick, here you go. Three three Skyland, three names. One's the real Skylander. Burrito, oh, Fiesta, boy. or Chalupa? Burrito, Fiesta, or Chalupa? Ooh. Why, they sound so Skylander. good. Um, I'll go with Fiesta. Wow, Nick, you're really good at this. That's a third point. McMaster, you ready for yours? Strike Force, Star Strike, or Star Bright? Star Bright. Nope, Star Strike's a real Skylander. Nick, here you go. Trap Shadow, Bob, or Peter? Hmm. I think it's going to be Trap Shadow. Very good, Nick. McMaster, fist bump, <laughs> high five, or sucker punch? Uh, high five. Nope, fist bump is a real Skylander. Nick, riptide. Oh, fist bump, okay. Never mind. Yep, it's a real Skylander. <laughs> Nick, is a wait, real wait, Skylander. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. What did you hear? Uh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I was. I, I thought surely, surely that's not Skylander. I'll go with that anyway. All right, Nick. Riptide, Neap Tide, or Ebb Tide? Oh, Riptide. Very good, Nick. You've got five points. McMaster, let me tally yours. Uh, McMaster, you have zero. Yeah. Okay, McMaster, here you go. Here's your chance to, to really uh, get on the board. Hex. Dex or Rex? Which one of those is a real Skylander? Hex. McMaster, you got a point. It's amazing. All right, Nick, here's your chance to win by five points instead of four points. Is the real Skylander Spyro, Mario, or Luigi? Alfred. Ooh. Wow. Um... Carefully, you're going to either win by four or five points. This determines... This is the final arbiter of whether you beat McMaster by four or five points. Yeah. They they sound familiar, all of them. Um, and no Googling it. 
Not even a little bit? Nope. Spyro, Mario, or Luigi? Spyro. Very good. McMaster, would you have gotten that one? Oh, yeah, I think maybe. Yeah. Well, that's easy to say when you haven't actually been asked the question. You're not put on the spot. but That's okay. true. That's true. Nick, Look you win Palmer. by five points. McMaster, you did get one point. I'm very proud of you, I guess. Uh, I'm proud of me, too. Yeah, uh, wow, McMaster, and you actually claim to own Skylanders? Huh. Yeah, a long time ago. Wow, okay, I couldn't have told from the quiz there, but, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah I know. He, he owns the one with the fist. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick, tell us about Halo 5. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Halo 5 is not as great as I think 343 wanted everyone to think it is. <laughs> so it was supposed to be um, their vindication from all the multiplayer problems and stuff. Like this was, uh, this this was, was them making good, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> I know a lot of people really put a little, lot of stock into um, Halo lore, which uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not that guy. Uh, I, I think it's all a little silly. Um, I, I've never liked the way, you know, 80% of the story isn't even in the game. <laughs> you have to go read comics and books and weird hidden Easter eggs uh, to get at the story. Um, so it's just, you know, it's just an excuse to shoot things, which is fine. Um, is there a lot of story in Halo 5? Are they doing a lot of that? You know, once again, there's more story in the commercials than there is actually in the game. You know, in the commercials, you've got this, you know, oh, it's Spartan Locke, the the new guy, apparently, that 343 and Microsoft is going to shove down our throats. Um, and then there's Master Chief, uh, who's, uh, you know, maybe he's gone rogue and he's a traitor. Um, Chief ain't no traitor, man. No, yeah, that that lasts for about ten minutes in the game. It's it's nothing. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. that's, it. oh, it's, got, that's it's got nothing to do with anything. <laughs> Spartan Locke, of course, is not an idiot. Um, he quickly figures out that Master Chief's you know doing good, um, and so basically you're just playing Spartan Locke for most of the game, uh, following uh, as Master Chief does things. Oh, watching now, the is, chief. <laughs> Is there like a new type of enemy or new like a, it's, are you not fighting the same enemies you were from the previous Halos? Well, I mean, you're fighting the same one that you fought in Halo Four. The, oh, there's like Tron-looking guy. Like yeah, the Prometheans. Right, right. Um, so you're fighting them. Uh, there is uh, there are some parts where you're fighting the Covenant, um, but that kind of ends too. <laughs> Um, so I'm guessing it would be too much to hope for uh, that the flood might be back. Um, uh, Ooh, is this a spoiler? Say, is this why you're yeah, reluctant to say? Let, let's say no. <laughs> but now I'm intrigued. Master, do you know what's going on here? No, no. I didn't play 4, so I really don't know what's going on here. Yeah, the, the only hint I'm going to give you is that uh, in the next Halo... Um, it's going to be interesting to see what Microsoft does with Cortana on your desktop and your phones. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. She, she's busting out of the Halo series. Yeah. 
Uh, and are you doing any of the multiplayer stuff with like these cards and micropayments and all that stuff that they're like? It's complete. It's a, it's a drastically different kind of multiplayer, right? Um, the, so the multiplayer is actually pretty good. Um, you've got you know the the team arena type stuff, uh, which has always been in Halo. Um, Forge, uh, the multiplayer Forge is not in it yet. Uh, apparently, that's coming next month, I guess. Which uh, whatever. Um, the the star of the show, and and I you know this is this is where all the money went. I think is Warzone. Um, which is their kind of take on uh, sort of Battlefield-esque combat mixed with a MOBA. Okay. So you you basically come in with your team. There's an opposing team. Uh, you have spots on the map, little bases that you're trying to take over. And then at the same time, there are waves of Prometheans and Covenant that come in, and you have to fight them as well. They're hostile to both teams. Like they're right? hostile to both teams. Okay, right. Um, but you you also you know like in the grand tradition of a MOBA, you farm them uh, and kill them so that you can gain more match XP uh, and kind of unlock these things that the rec cards give you, which is where the microtransactions come in. <laughs> so, am, are do I get all the rec cards that someone who bought stuff? gets is the idea that because they bought it they get it sooner or because they bought it they get stuff i don't get um because they bought it they will get they will get better packs than you okay uh you have three different levels of packs there's like a bronze silver and gold uh as you play the game if you don't buy anything um you will gather up you know, the little XP rec points, uh, and you'll be able to turn them in to get these cards. Um, every couple of matches, you'll get enough to be able to buy a silver. Uh, bronze, maybe every match and a half. Gold, you're going to play for a couple hours before you get a gold. Nick, uh, this sounds suspiciously like grinding to me. It is grindy. <laughs> It, it is very grindy. stupid too. Yeah, and if you do and basically the gold is where you're going to get the permanent unlocks for uh the arena multiplayer. So that's like your cosmetics, the you know, skins on the guns, your nice. crazy helmets and everything. That's where you get that. Silver, you have a chance of getting it, but you know, who knows? I don't know what that chance is. Uh bronze, no, you're never going to get it. You can open up a million packs, you might get a helmet someday. Nick, is there any way for me to say – I wish there was some way around this grinding. Like what if I wanted to just throw money at them? Could I get around this grinding? Luckily for you, yes. <laughs> There's a way? There is a way. So they'll take my money so I don't have to do this. That's pretty cool of them. Right, right. If you if you don't feel like grinding, um, you can bypass that system and give Microsoft money. Now here's where the uh, – I guess the little – little mitigating factor comes in for for the community mm -hmm. uh microsoft claims that a portion who knows what of everyone's purchases for these little microtransaction card packs uh goes into the bucket for the prize pool on the halo grand multiplayer tournament does book it <laughs> so they're so they're sort of pulling that uh the Dota 2 prize pool thing. 
The, right. the more you buy, the bigger the prize pool gets. And they were they were jazzed to say that over the weekend they already had an extra five hundred thousand dollars because of people buying the the rec points. Wow! Thanks, whales. Yeah. <laughs> Although, to be fair, this is money I'm never going to see. I mean, even if I was playing Halo 5, this is money I would never see. Like, I'm not going to be winning any Dude, don't tournaments. put yourself down. You're, you're awful. Never mind. Put yourself down. <laughs> so you're saying I should put myself down. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Never mind. I don't so know what mean. I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt you there. I, I, was, I was out of place. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I guess good for them for turning the money around. But, yeah, I would be curious, like, what is that portion of the proceeds like because for instance 0.00001 that's a that's a portion (laughs) that that could be that that is technically a portion yeah yeah Uh, if it was that amount i would be very impressed with the five hundred thousand. then yeah that's true right yeah 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 Uh, so nick does this have any staying power for you halo 5 or uh is it something you'll move on from I, I don't think I'm going to stick with it. Yeah. I, it, it, it really does. I, I mean, the Warzone stuff is good. Um, it's got a good push and pull. Uh, it's got that balance where you can, you know, you can have a turnaround uh, pretty quickly by farming the correct, you know, monsters or whatever, um, by getting some good kills, taking over the bases at the right time. Uh, it does require some teamwork. Um, I, I do like it. The pacing is very good. But... Uh, every time I play, I just have that you know weird suspicion that the guy over there maybe dumped twenty bucks into the bucket and right. he's got better stuff. Yeah, uh, I do like that idea of like having neutrals on the map though. But but you know what other game which has cards and lets you do this stuff but doesn't force <laughs> you to grind? Uh, uh, Star Wars Battlefront. Oh, by the way, November seventeenth, uh, and plus—I don't know if you can tell from the title—it's Star Wars themed. What? So you're not having to play a bunch of dudes in the same-looking Spartan armor. And I heard. I heard it's about uh, this movie that's coming out. And not just that, Nick. It's about the old, the real Star Wars movies. Like when you play this, there is not a Roger Roger droid in sight. Dude, you can totally be Jar Jar. He's talking about the real Star Wars movies. You know, one, two, and three before they got Please. all hip. Please, McMaster. No, there is no Jar Jar in it. There are no trade embargoes, for instance. Uh, there's no Jake Lloyd yelling yippee and blowing stuff up. You oh. don't have pod races. No pod races in Star Wars Battlefront. That's good, actually. Uh, how about dancing? Is there dancing? What? When, when has anyone ever danced in a Star Wars movie? Uh, how about a Star Wars video game? There is a Star Wars dancing video game. Oh, you're just... Oh, oh no! Right, like a just dance thing, or not yeah. just dance? The other one, the uh, yeah, yeah. It had Lando and like the worst things ever in it, like the Han Solo and. I had put that out of my mind. Yes, what, but you're right, McMaster. No, worst I'm pretty sure or best. That, that there might False. be a hidden dance emote, maybe, but I don't think there's there's no open dancing. Just so no. you know, if there's dancing, it's it's under the table. So it's kind of like Footloose in a galaxy far, far away. Exactly, right, right. Like John Lithgow is like, you can't dance, and so you, you, nobody dances. Right. Phil Collins is pissed off, but he understands because he can't dance anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Master, I have a bunch of letters and numbers for you, and I want you to tell me what those mean. Are you ready? Yes. N, B, A, 2, K, 1, 6. Now, I can't make much sense of that. Uh, that's uh, the license plate on the DeLorean, right? 
Ah, very good, because I thought it was some game. Oh, no, 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 right, right, right. Uh, oh, NBA 2K16. Oh, yeah, what did I just say? What did I just <laughs> say? What's the matter with you? Yeah, wasn't that the movie, uh, wasn't that George Lucas' student film? <laughs> THX1138. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Although I don't know what that is, yeah. Yeah, oh, no, no. But, uh, yeah, no, the the, the reason that this, uh, that this, uh, this comes up, and I, I know – uh, the odds are Nick doesn't care about basketball. I know Tom doesn't. Uh, I like I it. I care about this. I care about this. Uh, so, and and I'm a fan of the 2K series, uh, specifically the career mode. And this year, it is directed by it's a it says it on the package. It says it's a Spike Lee joint. So, um, so I was like, well, I'm gonna have to get that. And uh, you know, first and foremost. I will say the writing is obviously going to be better than the standard NBA 2K writing. Wait, there's writing in, a, <laughs> in, in, in basketball game in a basketball. Yeah, it, there's a like a career mode where you make a guy and he only plays like one, like one position, and you only play in the games when he plays and stuff like that, uh, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. And there's actual text. Oh yes, there's all sorts of acting and uh, voice acting and stuff like that. So wow, okay. So this year it's a Spike Lee joint, and uh, you know, yeah, like I said, obviously it's going to be better because you know Spike Lee uh, is like uh, he's he's done some pretty good movies. Uh, however, I will say that it is it's still you know it's still pretty corny in a lot of ways. But my favorite part so far is uh, you get uh, you, you get drafted and. Uh, you have like this, uh, this typical Spike Lee, like uh, no good friend or something like that. That's going to keep you back. So you, uh, you know, everybody's always like, saying, you've got to get rid of this guy. You know, he's going to keep you down. So <laughs> the owner of the team, who's kind of like a Mark Cuban kind of guy, uh, he calls him into his office. And it, he, the acting, and I mean, it, the writing isn't much better, but the, the acting for this guy is like, imagine Al Pacino in Heat, <laughs> and he's like a team owner, and like, and it's just like he goes, he's over the top racist, kind of like, you know, like uncomfortable, like rich white dude racist. So it's of course, so it's like, and is your character black? Like, is that the idea? You know, I think Spike Lee expected that, but I did not. So my character is white, and I have a black uh, fraternal twin. But anyway, whatever. It doesn't matter. Oh, is this the no good friend that the the coach is telling you to get rid of? Is like, is he always black, or does that is that not specified? No, he's always black. I think it expects you to play as a black person. So basically what's happening to you, McMaster, is you're a white dude being told by another white dude not to hang out with a black man? Right. And on top of that, it's got the, uh, the he's he's got this Pacino thing going on. Right. And I don't remember exactly what it is he says at this one point, but he says something, some, some sort of slang or something like that, or like your, your character does. And, and he's like, oh, I love that. I'm going to use that with my buddies this weekend. They love that shit. You know, and he's like <laughs> running around flailing his arms. And he's like, you got to get rid of that friend of yours. You know, <laughs> it's so it's so over the top that I was just like, I, uh, I don't know about this. You know, 
<laughs> Master, I think we have the first candidate. This isn't even a candidate. I think this is a this is a shoe in. Uh, at the end of the year, a couple years ago, McMaster and I, we did a dramatic reenactment of some of the best video game scenes of the year. Uh, I don't know if people know this. I am a trained actor. McMaster does have a certain amount of raw talent. Uh, yes. So we should do this scene. Like I, McMaster, I'm going to need you to, if you can, work up a transcript of this. We'll rehearse it a few times, just sort of work it out on the stage, and then we can present this at the, as a year end amongst our other video game scenes. Yes. Now, yeah, Master, I think so, yeah. I'm going to need you to play the racist white coach or team owner or whatever he is, so I'm going to need you to take on that role. I'm going to have to get a whole lot of hoo-ahs going yeah. before we do that one. I think uh, you got it in you, McMaster. That's, <laughs> yeah, your raw talent uh, definitely will work. hoo hoo But, I mean, you know, it's it, – it, like one of the things that appeals to me other than just liking basketball, of course, is, you know, you deal with statistics and, you know, building a character and all that jazz. But and, and I enjoy the game. But specifically, I wanted to bring up uh, that uh, that part because it is really funny to me. Uh, and OK, thank you, Spike Lee. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's certainly yeah, I just I wonder <laughs> when I heard the news that Spike Lee was writing and directing the single player campaign i i just wondered how many people in the 2k basketball series audience oh my god you know man. were like oh well now i do have to get it <laughs> yeah, oh, you yeah. mean who wouldn't devote who were like people were going to get it anyway right <laughs> spike lee isn't going to win over any new fans necessarily oh spike saying, right? lee well right well, no, it, it definitely made it a must-buy for me. But, I mean, I was probably <laughs> going to get it anyway because I like the game. But, like, that I was like, oh, yes, yes. Now, Nick, you say, because it seems to me, like, I would, if I were to hear this, I would immediately think, oh, Spike Lee is just selling his name for branding. They're just going to stick it on the box. But you're saying he actually, the claim is he actually wrote and directed the... Yes. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they have video at the beginning of the game with him sitting with all the mo-capped actors and everything. <laughs> wow, okay, because I just would have I cynically assumed, yeah, he probably didn't do anything. It's just his name, but okay, oh. that's, that's in- intriguing. They spend a lot of money on the uh, two NBA 2K franchise because I, I think that's for one of the bigger sellers uh, for, uh, so, you know. Uh, so, so they... Um, I think they spend a good amount of money on it. And so, like, they always have, like, celebrity DJs doing, like, set lists and stuff like that. Like, this year, they, other than, uh, well, you guys wouldn't really know it, but TNT has a really great uh, halftime show. It has, like, Charles Barkley and Shaq and all these guys on it. They have everybody but Charles Barkley this year uh, doing, like, commentary. They have the real voiceover guys doing the games, you know? So, they, they, they uh they put a lot of money into it, so I just thought it was kind of interesting that they were like, "Well, screw it, let's get Spike Lee." Right. Uh, all right, cool. So that's that's NB, uh, no NB, yeah, A two K one six, right? <laughs> yes. All right, great, Master. T H S. Uh, okay. Now, real quick, I want to take an opportunity to run everyone off from this podcast okay. by talking about a war game. Here it comes. Oh, uh, I I mentioned in our last episode that. I have taken to uh, doing something called counter cutting, where you have the little cardboard <laughs> chips in a war game. Yeah. And I bought this $50 laminator clipper mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. clips a rounded corner. And I took all of like the 500 counters in this solitaire war game that I'm playing. 
about a battle at Pelelu in World War II in the Pacific. That McMaster knew what it was, so it's not that obscure. Uh, and I cut all the counters. So McMaster, my my sort of weird, not obsession, but, but commitment to this game has reached a new level that I'd like to describe briefly. All right. Uh, so this is a game. It's a big game that you have to – it's called D-Day at Pelelu. It's published by Decision Games. It's a physical tabletop game. Uh and you want to lay it out on a table and leave it there for – because this, a campaign can take literally like like many, many hours. And you won't necessarily play in one sitting. So you have to put it out and basically leave it out somewhere. Uh, I didn't want to take over the dining room table, so I just put a table – I used a table in my office that had my second computer. And I moved the second computer. I basically kicked it out of its space to make room for this tabletop war game. Uh, because it's a paper map – the paper can easily like get moved, or it, can, it might not lay flat on the table. So one solution that I've seen other people take for this dilemma of having a paper map that has to be immobile, has to be fixed for a long time, is to get a, a pane of plexiglass. I knew that was coming. And oh lay it on top of the map. So I go to my local hardware store. The only plexiglass they have is like this fogged stuff, like it would be on a shower door that you can't see through. That's not going to, you know, if I lay that over the map, I'm not going to be able to see anything. You have to see through it. So I asked the guy, do you have anything that's clear? And I need a, a two foot by three foot pane of clear plexiglass. And he's like, no, we don't have that, but we have regular glass. And it's like, oh, okay, that's good. I need oh. a two foot by three foot pane of it. So he goes over and they've got uh -huh. a cupboard. And there's like little squares of glass that are like one foot by one foot or one foot by two foot. And he's pulling them out, someone that are obviously too small, and he'll lay them on the little counter and he'll measure it with his tape measure, two foot by one foot. And he's like, is this big enough? And I'm like, no, I need two foot by three foot. So I'll bring out the little two foot by two foot. He measures the square. He's like, is this big enough? And I'm like, no, no, I need two foot by three foot. <laughs> he brings out a three foot by three foot pane of glass, lays it on the table, measures it. I'm like, yes, that's perfect. I can tell the moment he's brought it out because I have a sense for how big the map is, how big I need the pane of glass to be. He pulls out the, t the three foot by three foot. He measures it, and I'm like, yes, that's perfect. Uh, now I need to cut down to two foot by three foot. So he sets it up on this big cutting thing that just uses, I don't know, it's like a diamond or something that cuts part of the glass off. Mm -hmm. And before he cuts it, he turns to me and he says, now did you want this two foot by three foot or three foot by two foot? <laughs> And I totally thought he was joking, so I just sort of sat there. But he no, he was looking at me, waiting for an answer before he cut this. <laughs> I had no idea how to respond, so I stupidly was like, oh, two foot by three foot. Like, I gave him an So I imagine later in the day, he might have realized how stupid he was to ask that, but he also realized how stupid I was to answer it. Uh, but at any rate, I got a piece of this, uh, this, this glass, uh, and I've laid it over the table in its permanent spot, uh, in my office, and I've got a, I bought a new lamp because you have to be able to light it up. Uh, and it's been set up for like a week. I've now played uh, three turns in this game. Oh yes. <laughs> so just so you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, glass. You know, don't hurt yourself. Enough. Well, that's uh, when they give it to you. They put tape around the edges and. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, it's it's way heavier than plexiglass. Like, I'm a little reluctant to roll dice on it, but this game doesn't have dice. It uses cards. You should uh, have, uh, you know, you could have got just, like, a poster frame, right? Walmart, you know, with plastic ones. But... 
24 by 36. I feel like glass is more of a demonstration of my commitment. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a demonstration of cutting your ligaments or whatever. Well, it's on. not like I'm picking it up and moving it, or it's not like there's whatever. any of it overhanging. But you're right, it is a little... Like, I, as I was carrying a plane of glass, I realized that... <laughs> You know, like if this was something in a movie, like there would be a car chase oh, and the yes. car would drive through it and it would be safe breakaway glass. But it's not a movie. You could really like slice a vein open with this if you're not careful. Yeah. So like does Shadow Cat ever collapse on it? Here is the problem. Yeah, as you might know, McMaster, maybe you don't. You're not a war gamer. Cats are the bane of war games. Especially oh, I'm war aware. Games. Yeah. yeah, war games you need to leave set up for a long time. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I have a big old fat cat. Um, however, he knows, like, he can't get up on the dining room table, he can't get up on kitchen counters, like, he, he does have those boundaries set up, anywhere we eat, he can't get up there. Uh, he's normally free to run around anywhere on my desk, uh, and he'll sleep, like, on the desk right next to my keyboard. Uh, he did try to walk out there on the, the war game, he did try to basically traipse over on top of Pelelu, and I had to do that whole no, no, like say firmly in a voice no. And he was looking at me like, what? What's your deal? I'm going to sit here. I tried to pick him up, put him on the floor. I don't know if that gave him the message, but he hasn't gotten up there yet. Although I am worried that I'm going to come in here one day and just find all the counters scooched over because he decided to lay his big fat butt on the glass. Yeah, Yeah, I uh, one of my old roommates just years and years ago, he um... – we had this apartment that one of the bedrooms had like a really big closet and he wanted that one really bad and he got it and he's basically set up just a table in it for his like war games, his solo war games so that the cats that we had could not destroy them. Well, hopefully, you know, we'll see if I lose the battle of Pelelu because of the cat. Well, I'll just have to try again. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I mean, a 40 story tall black cat at attacking Pelelu is going to win. I mean, right. That, however, McMaster, the problem there is I, I don't think that I don't think that's historically accurate, and I think that's oh. a problem with war games. Oh, oh, oh! I got you. I got you. Okay. I'm uh, sure it happened. I watched Sucker Punch. <laughs> See, there you go. I would like that. I would like Emily Browning in her cute little mini skirt to jump around on, Pele, on my Pelelu game. I would totally be into that. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, just to recall, McMaster, so you know, Sucker Punch. Not a real Skylander. Yeah, yeah. I just need to remind you. Yeah, yeah. I had the I had the easy ones. Like, is it Sucker Punch or or Sucker Sucker or, or right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nick got the the tough ones. Like, is it uh you know Chill or Rick or uh, <laughs> Neil? Master, I don't know what you're talking about. I've tried to make this as fair as possible. Master, w- Wizard like... Fellow and Magic King guy. <laughs> Do you, do you know who I look to for inspiration for this quiz, McMaster? Who's that? The MSNBC moderators of the GOP debate. Oh, Jesus. The CNBC oh, like, one? Oh, my God. CNBC. They were the CNBC, freak. Right. Got, right. Jim Cramer was on there, but anyway, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I, hey, I watch that thing as I watch all the debates, and it's like Jim Mad Money Cramer is on this panel for some reason. <laughs> Uh, so I'm not the only guy who has new hardware in the house. Uh, Nick, what new hardware have you been messing around with lately? Ooh, I've been messing around with the Steam controller. What? What's that? That would be the uh, the crazy Valve manufactured, I guess, step in between a traditional controller and your keyboard and mouse. See, I look uh, at a picture of it and I think, yeah, it's just a, like I already have an Xbox 360 controller. I'll, What's a Steam controller going to give me? I look at a picture of that, and I see all the weird kids that use damn trackballs. So you keep that shit away from me. 
Yeah, are you now one of those weird kids, Nick? Tell us how it works. Um, I, personally, I don't think it works very well. Ooh, wow. Okay. It doesn't look like it does. I've I, heard I, much I, good about it. <laughs> not a huge fan. So, first of all, um, obviously, uh, when you look at it, the first thing that strikes you is uh, the two big touchpads. Um, so that's uh, about as fun to use as your virtual touchpads on an iPad. Now that's where your thumbs go, right? Yeah. Oh God, that, that that's a stunning endorsement. That oh is, it is about that. I mean, they they try to mitigate it. There's a little clickiness to it. You can you can push in on them, and uh, there's a little like a, a uh, what do they call it? Haptic feedback. So it, it's got a little vibration mm. uh, under the pads. Uh, you're supposed to, you know, be able to feel like the buttons or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, it just it it seriously just feels like you're using uh, an iPad trackpad or something. You know what that makes me think of, Nick, is on the PS4, when you're entering text, you can use the little sensitivity oh, pad to yeah. move a cursor around a keyboard. Yeah. Uh, with practice, I'm a little better at it, but it's still super slippy, super hard to do. Yeah. Uh, I kind of think, is is that the sort of thing Valve is making you do with your thumbs, is control something like that? Yeah, I mean, it's... So they've got this thing where, so first of all, when you plug it in and start using it, um, the first thing that happens is Steam changes to big picture mode. Ew. Um, <laughs> and they didn't make a big deal out of this before it launched, but basically you will be using this in big picture mode or you won't really be using it. Awesome. Uh, so you have to deal with Steam big picture mode and then... Were you using uh, Nick? Were you using big picture mode before, or do you have Steam hooked up to your TV? Oh, oh no, no. Okay. <laughs> this was the the uh, the pleasure of having a Steam big picture mode thrown at me was uh, you know pleasant. <laughs> I, so I, I I have I once accidentally I don't know what I did apparently it was a hotkey I accidentally toggled big picture mode on steam or maybe i was just clicking indiscriminately or something and suddenly like steam looked like different and weird and i was like ew what is this weird new interface for steam and i was totally freaked out for a little while before i realized oh i somehow activated big picture mode but it was really a rude surprise to have that (laughs) abruptly happen to steam yeah i'll say this for a big picture though like if it is on a television you're using a controller it is pretty good for that um, otherwise, yeah, you don't want to use it on your right. freaking computer or the key- your keyboard. Yeah, I, I, it's perfectly serviceable. I think I think big picture mode works fine uh, for what it's supposed to be doing. Um, really, my main complaint with the the Steam uh, controller is that if you already have an Xbox controller or even a PS4 controller, right. you've you've pretty much got a better product. <laughs> Already. Right, yeah. 360 controller is pretty much the easiest to use, and is the standard. I think. Yeah. I mean, I, the the thing they want you to do is, you know, you plug it in, you start up a game, and then because it's very steamy and very Valvey, uh, they want you to look at a bunch of different user made configurations, ah. and then pick one and see uh, how that works for your game. Whatever. <laughs> And, you know, the thing is, they, they do that weird thing, you know, every every jagoff on the planet has a weird configuration, and they, right. you know, uh, I've decided my Y button is now the tab, and uh, I'm going to use, instead of WASD, I'll use the right, you know, thumb 
pad area, but then jump is going to be the left trigger. <laughs> what yeah. that reminds me of is I I've used, used to... all of those settings at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I used to play like serious flight sims, and I you would have these uh, these super awesome configurable joysticks and throttles, yeah. and there was a uh, a brand called Thrustmaster, oh, yeah. and you could you could run these these programs to make every button do a different control, uh, and a lot of people would post their configurations, but who can learn that stuff unless you like program it or set it up yourself as a way to kind of teach yourself as you're doing it, and. Uh, so it sounds like that, Nick. Like I could never use someone else's configuration. I'd have to set it up myself. Otherwise, I'd be lost. Yeah, if you're if you're a PC tweaker, if you're one of these guys that really likes to dig into these kind of configurations and just agonize over bokeh depth of field and you know AAF, you know different settings. Um, a- a- anisotropic filtering. Yeah, <laughs> this is the controller for you. You will love it. If uh, you what- just want to plug and play, this is not it. Now, have you tried it with different games where some work better than others and some are just terrible? Like, have you tried any shooters with it, for instance? Um, I, I have tried a couple shooters with it. Um, it, it. It works better, I guess, than a normal controller would, uh, depending on the game. Okay. Uh, for example, uh, a Call of Duty game is you know perfectly tuned for... The 360 or Xbox One uh, controller, so it's not so great on the Valve controller. Um, but if you want to play a shooter that normally does not use a controller, like let's say Counter Strike uh, Global Offensive, then yes, the Valve controller plays better than a normal controller would. Would it let me play something like like an MMO, like Guild Wars, for instance? Like, do you think it would be handy for something like that? That's that requires a lot of mousing over icons and stuff, but also requires directly controlling a character movement. Um, if you practice a lot with right. it, sure. <laughs> Can the boy tell time? Oh, absolutely not. <clears throat> It, it does sound like it's solving – like I always thought that the Kinect was solving a problem that didn't exist, and it kind of sounds like maybe that's what the Steam controller is doing. Yeah. I mean it, it launches, I guess, for retail. Um, like its formal launch is uh, – what is it? November 10th, 11th? Um, so I don't know. Maybe within that time because every day Valve has been putting out patches for this thing. Ah. Right. Um, so I don't know. Maybe it'll get better. I I don't know. I don't think the experience is going to be much different. Wait. So mere mortals like me and McMaster can't go out right now and buy a Steam controller. You can pre-order one, eh. but we won't get it till November tenth when we're already playing Fallout. Yeah, we won't more. care at that point. Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, I've heard though that doesn't Valve also want you to be able to use it with stuff like 4Xs, like Civilization 4 and stuff? Like, isn't yes. that part of what it's supposed to be able to do? I wonder yes. how that would work. That sounds it works cool. very well for that. What? Really? It actually works, because, again, it's like using uh, a, you know, a touchpad. Um, so it actually is, if you were to place, do the whole PC in the living room thing, or if for some reason you decided you don't want to use your mouse and keyboard... Uh, to play Civilization Five, then this is a great solution. It does work for that. I see. So the problem it's solving there is playing Civilization in the living room, not necessarily because I'm perfectly comfortable with a mouse, one hand on a mouse, one on the keyboard when I play a 4X, like a strategy game. It's not 
like better than that you're saying it's just a way to bring it into the living room yes yeah okay it, it works very well for that um not so great for rts games ah yeah not so great because it's still got that uh, same controller problem where you're you just get one of those and constantly play. overshooting i will play with it tom well, you hear that, McMaster? When you play uh, League of Legends for the you know four hours a day you spend on that game, maybe don't use this game controller. Man, I I don't even remember League of Legends anymore. There's only Fallout. Please, now wow. I I have heard McMaster that you know what's going on with this like lead League of Legends revamp, right? Like I, I saw could... some of it. Sure, they sent me emails like, "Hey, man, come on back," and I was like, "Man, listen, I got a lot of ways to explore. <laughs> I got to prepare." Yeah, so let's see how you hold that. So what is this revamp doing that they're trying to win you back? Well, one thing that they did that was interesting that I haven't played since, because it has been a little while, because I played Heroes, I, I still play Heroes of the Storm uh, some, um, is that they moved their server base from California to Chicago, uh, which everybody in California is super pissed, but screw them. Uh, the rest of the country gets um, actual relatively good ping. Because, mm-hmm. like... Uh, if you were playing like me, you know, and I have like a yeah, 100 megabit connection, it's not the fastest in the world, but it's pretty decent, you know. But I still got like, you know, 100 ping, you know. Whereas somebody in California gets like a 20 ping. And that is a considerable difference uh, in a game like that. But wait, now people in California get 100 ping and you get a 20 ping. How is that? For no, you? everybody gets about a 50, basically. Oh, well. okay, fair okay. enough. Yeah. Right. So, uh,. There's but wait, that. How, what kind of revamp is that? They moved their server location? That's that's not that big a deal. Well, no, no, no. They also oh. revamped the um, like the the way they do matchmaking and um, stuff like that. So, McMaster, I'm falling asleep as you mentioned that. That's so boring. Really, that they're fixing matchmaking and they move the server. That's it, huh? Well, what what do you want? I mean, <laughs> Nick, is this really all that's going on with League well, of Legends? Well, they already revamped like the the main map and added stuff to the jungle and everything last year or earlier this year. So <laughs> they're they're doing more now, I guess, which is a lot more than they've done before because they are kind of slow when it comes to that kind of thing. So, Nick, is this how you would characterize the revamp too? Is boring stuff like hey, back end matchmaking improvements? Oh, what? I'm sorry, what? I know, right? Well, oh, exactly. uh, 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 voodooed. <laughs> you know, are, voodooed. Are they, maybe they should try McMaster. Like, here's here's an idea: a second map. Mmm. Uh, Legal uh, riot. You can just send me a check for that idea. <laughs> You're welcome to use it. No, it's like I didn't they. Uh, one of the things was like just being able to choose uh, your best characters in a couple of roles, so you don't just like get forced into something you don't want to play, you know, and it's that kind of thing. And uh, kind of revamping the client, the game client, and all that as well. So, yeah, it's nothing like, you know, for the most part, it's it's not anything like, oh, man, they just added, like, a, you know, a giant dinosaur that, like, shits ice cream or something. Though, though that would be, I don't know how that would work. Wait, they added a giant dinosaur? Never mind. And it, so, and it emits ice cream from its butt? I want to play this. I do too. See, yeah, it's but that didn't happen, see. Oh, I see. Oh. That, wasn't, that wasn't their strategy to send you an email about this to get you back playing. Instead, hey, we moved the server location. Hey, back in. They, they, they knew how angry I was about the server locations. I think that was, <laughs> that was Right, right. 
You think I'm kidding? <laughs> I've screamed uh, many anger cur- angry curses at California and League of Legends players. Uh, Master, you have been playing a 4X in- instead of a real-time strategy game. I understand you've been spending time with a turn-based game lately. It makes me a little sick to my stomach, but yes. Uh, is it? Is it? Is it like a little like you expect something a little a little faster, a little more like adrenaline-based? Uh, no, actually, this has been a good time. Uh, actually, I haven't played a ton of it yet, but yeah, I, uh, I picked up, uh, Sorcerer King, uh, which it, it was either going to be that or, um, or Gal Civ 3, and I just, I don't know why, I just didn't have the Gal Civ 3 in me. Uh, I wanted to, the, and Sorcerer King sounded so cool that, uh, I thought, oh, that's different. Yeah. I figure you've made the right call for a couple of, like, I, I feel Sorcerer King, even though I'm not entirely convinced it's successful, but they're trying to do something very different than a typical 4X. Right. Gal Civ 3 is very much in the same vein as the previous Gal Civ. Uh, although it's worth pointing out, there was just a big update for Galactic Civilizations 3 that focused on the AI and making the AI more competitive, more efficient. Uh, uh, and I, I feel that's always been a strong point in, in Stardock's games, uh, is, is working on and constantly improving the AI. Yeah, uh, I was reading over some of the things they did to it recently, which apparently enraged people, because no matter what you do, if you change something, it enrages somebody. But um, there was supposedly some sort of management wheel that they took out. In in Galactic Civilizations 3? Yeah. yeah. Ah, right, they took that out. Okay. And so, yeah, people have been having a heart attack. And there were so many heart attacks going on, I was like, I'm just going to stick with Sorcerer King for right now. I'm, I'm going to try that one. Because, like, yeah, like I said, it sounds... Like, it's a really cool concept, and from what I've played so far, I really enjoy it. Um, so I like what is the, this unique concept, and how, how well is it working out for you? Well, uh, the idea that really kind of intrigued me uh, at first was that it's kind of like, I saw somebody describe it as, it's like you're coming into the Lord of the Rings, you know? The bad guy is basically already won, in a way, and he is casting this giant spell of dominion so like it's almost like you're the party you know of the ring or something or or like you know the free folk or whatever and you're you're fighting against kind of this you know but you but the thing is is like you're kind of sneaking it under him at first uh at least that's the way it, it is on this character i've been playing it's like he keeps asking you like hey you need some help buddy you know you're making any progress because you can't you work for him because you've been conquered Right, he's kind of treating you as like middle management. Right, like di- you're like a district manager. Yeah. Right, and the whole time you're kind of, you're you're building towards trying to defeat him, but the whole time he's also casting this huge spell of dominion, so it's a limited amount of time. Uh, but the thing that's interesting is that it's based on heroes, which elemental is too in a way, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, very much kind of it has this fantasy right. RPG aspect where you have specific heroes that level up, that get skills, right. their own inventory with magic items, yeah. And you get quests and stuff like that, right. and uh, I, I really liked the idea of that, so yeah, I mean, that's that was one of the other big things that made me pick it up, and uh, so far, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I, I really enjoy the uh, the way it does feel kind of like a, a I mean, it, it has like a feeling of, of 4X going on but there's certainly something over it driving you uh to to move forward at a, at a quicker pace than you might in any other game or uh whatever and the, of course the the goal being you know trying to unite other races against what's his name or fighting against them and uh against what's his name 
Uh, yeah, the Sorcerer King. Exactly. <laughs> the, game, the game is named after him. In many yeah. it's, it's, it's there in the title, McMaster, McMaster, in case you forget. You can just check the title of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, you can pick up different classes, and uh, they all different different things. And uh, But it it's like, it, when it comes to those types of games like that and Elemental have both been kind of a big surprise to me. Uh, I was just really enjoying what I do like about that gimmick is it does focus the gameplay a lot more than the yeah. usual, hey, just build a bunch of stuff and get big and have a bigger score than the other people. Like, there's this definite sense that you're aiming towards an end game goal. Uh, yeah, you got to go, like, try to protect those crystals before he can destroy them all and, right. uh, you know, uh, stop him from casting the spell. So, yeah, it, it really gives it kind of that, that feel and... It, yeah, it, it just feels it's it's a really interesting game. It, it's been a lot of fun so far. So I, I'm 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 intrigued. You know, and like you say, it is rather than it, in it just being an, a boss at the end of the game that you have to beat. Like he's constantly present. And he's talking to you, and sometimes he'll right. like set up a garrison outside of your city, like to keep an eye on you. So oh, yeah, you have this sense that. You know, this guy is here and he's looking at me. It's, it is like you say, Lord of the Rings. There's this kind of Eye of Sauron thing that's right. hovering over you. Yeah. <laughs> I like, yeah, if you if you take him up on his offer of help, you get you help. It's like he gets more points towards casting his spell. Right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a great clock. Like it's a game clock, right. basically, isn't it? Right. Yeah, it's a death clock, basically, from a yeah. board game. Yeah. So it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, I think that's a. That's a pretty cool concept. Um, and there's not, not a lot of stuff like that out there right now. Well, McMaster, you could always play uh, Civilization Beyond Earth, right? You know, because that's... Oh, oh, Last time I tried to play a Civ game, I just... I don't know. I, I cannot get into them anymore. McMaster, Beyond Earth has a, an add-on. You can, like, be a, a ocean pirate or something like that. Well, there you have it. That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. We have some uh, reader mail oh. that, that, that has just come in. Um, oh, before we do that, uh, Nick, have you actually played Broforce? Because you sent me a little Broforce uh, sort of tagline. Oh, do you even bro, bro? Right, right. Now, do you did you just like come up with that, or is, was that instilled in you? Because like, do you know the spirit of the game from having played it, or were you just making fun of it? No, no, no. I'm I'm all about the Broforce. Broforce is awesome. I, and if it, so how can you sell some because if you were to tell every time I go on Steam and see someone talking about it's a 2D platformer with retro pixelated graphics I totally like that to me is alienating as telling me something is like early access or free to play <laughs> uh, yeah that's that's pretty alienating a, to me too. It's, a uni- <laughs> it's a unity based horror game <laughs> oh jeez oh god oh god yeah, oh, that is pretty much everything out there right now. The, the only thing worse than that, Nick, by the way, is a Unity-based psychological horror. Uh. <laughs> which, which means what that means is there's no actual monsters. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, that is better. So, Nick, what is it about Broforce, even though it's a like 2D retro pixelated graphics side-scrolling platformer? Like, what is it that some? How can you make someone understand that Broforce is really worth? playing like how, how do you sell someone on that thing yeah so you would you would watch uh you would watch commando uh and then you would watch predator you would watch basically every movie arnold schwarzenegger made in the 80s well, there you uh, have it. and then think about how awesome it would be to play a game with all of those arnold's 
Now, can I go you one one further? And that would only be one of the characters in Broforce. You then do that with all of the Chuck Norris movies and all the Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, and you watch an entire run of MacGyver, like any action-themed stuff from the 80s. Sylvester Stallone. Uh, they, they pack into these little characters with special powers that you unlock as you're playing. Um, and one of the things that I think people complain about, but I personally love, when you play it, you don't control who you're going to play. It randomly gives you a character. And if that character dies, which is relatively easy to do, and he'll die gloriously, it just randomly gives you another one you've unlocked. You can't say, okay, I'm going to play the Jean-Claude Van Damme counterpart. you got to wait until it comes up in the random rotation. I kind of love that about it. What if yeah, you have I, to wreak some Van Damage? I mean, you just have to do it. <laughs> then if it then, gives it to you, yeah. Then, oh. then you have to wait for your Sylvester Stallone to die. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which, by the way, McMaster, if you really want to, just suicide your Stallone. Okay. <laughs> I've heard that before. Uh, but yeah, I can't. I, I just Broforce is just such. It's it's kind of irresistible, and I, I it's so delightful just playing. And I mean, delightful is such a stupid way to describe a game. It sounds like I'm drinking tea or something. But Ooh. I know exactly. <laughs> it's a right. delightful bouquet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Broforce is just irresistible, and I love what what they've done with that. Yeah. Is it like Metal Slug? It, but you know what, Metal Slug, those things never really work for me. I'm like, oh god, I've done this a million times. Why do I want to do it again? Broforce does have this really refreshing. It's just so lively, and everything blows up, and it's just so over the top and affectionately goofy towards the '80s. Uh, you know, Metal Slug. It still sounds and... like you're describing Metal Slug mostly. <laughs> but okay, here's the difference. McMaster. Everything blows up and it's real goofy. <laughs> here's the difference. Uh, Broforce is incredibly self-aware in a way that I don't think Metal Slug, which is kind of trying to be jokey, is. No, yeah, I mean, that's SNK, man. They're, they can't help with that. Right, right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Like, Broforce is super meta, self-aware, and not in a hipster way, in a just, in a, in a like, Mystery Science Theater 3000 way. Like, it is affectionately making fun of all this stuff. It's not sneering at it. Uh, it loves this stuff. Uh, and it just enjoys how goofy and humorous this stuff is. And it's so self-aware of that. I, I you know, at the Mystery Science Theater 3000 component, like, comparison, that, that I think is, uh, that's how I would sell Broforce. Like, if you appreciate the way Mystery Science Theater 3000 lampoons sci-fi and horror movies, you would totally appreciate the sense of humor in Broforce. Yeah. Well, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Uh, no, McMaster, I'm gonna. You're gonna uh, be playing. Uh, you're gonna be. Oh, McMaster, I need you to level up your Guild Wars character some more. Oh God, dude. <laughs> what? Le- by the way, what level are you in Guild Wars, McMaster? Well, I don't know. Eighty. Uh, well, okay. I should say how many Master. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> I haven't actually logged on in a while. Um, I don't. That game is just kind of for some reason, man. It. Confounds me for some reason. I don't know. Master, do you know there's an add-on now that instead of a oh raised level cap, you don't have to do a new gear grind or anything. You can you can earn mastery points, McMaster. You know what? They're I read, named your, after I you. read what, your thing, McMaster. They're named after you. Oh, uh, are they called awesome points? No, they're they're called mastery points. Oh, McMaster. See? Yeah. <laughs> the McMaster system. I'm well aware of that. By the way, this is the part of the podcast now where I will open the floor to any lore questions that you guys might have. Nick, McMaster, anything you needed to know about the lore? Well, 
Uh, oh, for Disney Infinity. Um, so, no, 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 McMaster, no. Kill so Wars. who is Spot? Oh, no, no, no. oh. Kill, uh, Kill Wars. Okay. Like, if you want to know about uh, Mordramoth, for instance. Are you are you uh, cool on your, your lore about Mordramoth? Oh, is that the dragon? Well, but do you know about, like, he's got a unique relationship with the Silvari that, that we didn't see coming. Plant assholes that like the plant dragon. McMaster, now you're just sneering at the lore. <laughs> Why can't you take a Broforce approach? Uh, what, uh, listen, you make fun of my Arthur psych. I can make fun. <laughs> All right, you're not, McMaster. You're not going to get mastery points if you just make fun of it. You're going to have to log in and play it and get invested in. It's, but like, what's Mordramon. what's honestly? Tell me what is honestly to get in, invested in the game this time. Uh, mastery points. Uh, okay, other than mastery points, uh, you can bounce on mushrooms, on magic mushrooms. All right then. Yeah, I you mean, can fly. It's, I, I, yeah. I want to see the Tin Man stuff, but I know there is no way in hell that I'm going to see the Tin Man content of this game. Like, uh, I just know there's not. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I just don't have the uh, Fallout Four. You know, Fallout Four. That's all I gotta say. Throwing my hands up. All right, McMaster. Uh, so I know we had some people who were skeptical about uh, in the last podcast that, that we were getting real uh, listener mail. Because they, they didn't hear me do this. Like, that's me banging the envelope against the microphone. You know, there's physical listener mail that I read last week. Mm. Some people tried to call shenanigans on that. So this week, I'm going to make sure you can hear me opening it so okay. you know it's real. Right. Here's the first one here. Let me just open it and then pull out the letter. <clears throat> Dear QT3 Podcast. Oh, it's so nice to have former adult star Nick Diamond back on the podcast. Nice. He might be confusing you with someone else, Nick. No. Nope. By the way, Nick, this is really stupid. I'm sure you've heard it before. What if your What if your name was Richard, and you could go by like a shortened version of it? That would be an even edgier. Like name. like Richie. <laughs> well, I had a little something else in mind. Something else. Rick. Rich. Hey, talk- Rick. Rich. Yeah. Let me get back to this letter. <laughs> uh, also. Letter continues. I question McMaster's commitment to Guild Wars 2. It seems to me if he was really a gamer, he would be playing it more and helping Tom earn mastery points. Yours truly, Lance Turpin, Bay City, Minnesota. Thank you for that, Lance. Bay City Roller. There we go. Here's another one. I'm opening it. Dear QT3 Podcast. Oh, here, interesting, McMaster. What level is Jason McMaster in Guild Wars 2? It's 80, I think you said earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah? How many Guild Wars 2 achievement points does he have? <laughs> he doesn't know. Oh, well, the letter continues. Well, it doesn't seem like he has very many, then. Tom <laughs> Chick has nearly 5,000 Guild Wars achievement points. I am just saying. <laughs> Um, you know, I will respond to that one. Uh, I did. Wait, let me tell you who wrote it, McMaster. That one uh, is signed, uh, signed Earl Blandersham Jr. from Squirrels Gap, Alabama. So, yeah, what's your response? You know, I know Earl. Uh, huh, and, you uh, used to live in Alabama, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, Earl, I'm coming for you. But the whole, the whole thing is like, I, I think there's a lot more achievements for playing, um, uh, who can look the most like Sarah Palin version of Guild Wars 2 that Tom plays. Oh, that's and, an awesome game. Nice. And, and the, uh, 
and the others that people that you know tried to kill monsters and had fun and stuff you know that, that we played we 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 didn't all just waste our time you know trying to get achievements about the who wears the nicest makeup and uh, McMaster, there are achievements for everything in Guild Wars, by the way. It, you, you can can't, see you Russia can't, from their porch. You can't swing a dead Asura without earning achievement points. Well, you can. All right, let's go to the next letter here. All right, I'm opening it now. This one is in, uh, it's, oh, it's like pink stationery. Ooh. Ooh. Dear QT3 Podcast, it is a delight to hear Nick Diamond again. Nice. Would you ask him why Mc... Wow. Would you ask him why McMaster isn't as good as at video games as Tom Chick? Love, Stacy Frump, Maryland City, Maryland. She drew a little heart here. It's so uh, nice of her. I, uh, you know, I take, I take um, offense at even calling what I do playing video games. I am, uh, I'm a professional. And I only play fine video simulations. Video simulations, McMaster. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Aren't you highfalutin? I'm uh, mid-range falutin. Yeah. <laughs> mid-range falutin. I like that. Now, now you'll note his answer did actually answer uh, Miss Frump's question. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because he used the word "play" still, and that's why he's not as good as Tom Chick, because yeah. Tom lives them. Exactly, oh, McMaster. There's true. there's a difference between life and play, McMaster. I just invite you to explore that difference at some point. Oh. <laughs> okay, the last letter. Here we go. Let's open this one up. This one's just in a plain white envelope. Nothing fancy. It's interesting. Okay, dear Jason McMaster. Oh, finally. Ah. Now, I don't know. It's just a colon and the letter a capital P. <laughs> I don't understand what that means. Uh, we'll signed, it up. signed Adam Baldwin, Hollywood, California. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know think, what that's about. I don't, I don't think Adam Baldwin would send that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any insight into what that could be. Do you have anything you need to tell us? What was that? Uh, him and, um, God, what was that guy's name? Nick Searcy or whatever. Why uh, would he yeah. send you a colon and a capital P? I just don't understand. <laughs> Because I, I tweeted that I was disappointed in him. <laughs> oh, McMaster, you got in a Twitter battle. Uh, oh, God. I never, uh, you never expect it, you know. I think you'd have something better to do. You know what? If you're going to get in a Twitter battle, though, do it with someone either famous or quasi famous, I, I think, yeah. Yeah, probably, yeah. Uh, McMaster, where can folks follow you on Twitter? At McMaster. So that wasn't taken. No, I've been on Twitter a while. Though I will say, I get a whole lot of traffic from McMaster University. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, Nick, are you on Twitter? You are, aren't you? I follow Twitter. I don't post on Twitter. Oh, well, Nick. What? Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> uh, you can follow me at, at the letter Q, the letter T, the number three. Um. And uh, come join us at quarter to three. Uh, join us on the front page. Uh, post some comments. Uh, we would love to see you there. We will be back in two weeks. Uh, next week, I will be doing a developer interview that I hopefully will not delete before I post it. <laughs> mm. We'll see if I can manage that next week. Yeah, uh, yeah we'll see. I don't know. No, no promises. I'm just going to give it a shot. Uh, so I am Tom Chick. I have been joined by Jason McMaster and Nick Diamond. Not really a former adult movie star.
just so you guys are knowing. Or am I? Or cast down with the devil don't go. Devil don't go, I'll make my home. Cast down with the devil don't go. Devil don't go, I'll make my home. Okay, Mimrasi, you're normally pretty hip with music. Do you happen to know who this is? Um, I don't, actually. So let me tell you her name, and then tell me if you can tell me more about who it is. So her name is Ellie King. Uh, who? Ellie King. Does that ring any bells? She's the daughter of someone famous. Yeah, no, I don't uh, so she is, um, don't hold this against her, she's Rob Schneider's daughter. Oh my god. I know, right? And she's this great, what? like, I don't, I don't know if you call this blues or whatever, but she's got this great album. So yeah, this is Rob Schneider's daughter. Rob Schneider from the video game A Fork in the Tail. I don't know. Wow.